It's your boy Seno Life, and I'm here with Cloudy Conversations. Let's get it. All right, so we're back with another episode of Cloudy's Conversations. Today's guest is rapper Cell No Lacking. Thanks for sitting down and talking with us. You're welcome. Now, for those who don't know you, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Cell No Lacking. I'm I'm a 15-year-old artist from Harrisburg, T.I. That's it. And, um, well, dang, I didn't know you were 15. That just took me off guard a little bit. You weren't always 15? No, I knew you were young, but I wasn't going to say, like, 15. I was, like, 17, 18. I was going about to say, Sam, this is the only interview you ever say your age. Oh, God, I said So you getting an exclusive job. We don't let them say his age. Okay, okay, okay. Well, good. That's where well, the he said that my mouth dropped. Like, nigga, I know this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nah, he good though. He good. He good. This is nah, a real three, life interview. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm 13. I'm 53. But she getting exclusive. He has never. He has never said his job. 1800. I'm 1800. <laughs> All right. Um. Now, uh, as a kid, even though you're still rather young, but like I'm talking about when you was like a buck for real. What was type of stuff that you like to get into? <laughs> Stealing cigarettes. <laughs> 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 just <laughs> Bad shit, stealing bikes, beating niggas up, shit like that, breaking glass windows around the hood and shit like that, stealing cigarettes, smoking black, all type of shit, just dumb young bullshit. Mm-hmm. Shit. And what age do you say you kind of jumped off the porch? 14. 14? But then your cutting up started by way soon as you like surprised. Six? <laughs> you know you shit, I was expelled in third grade. Oh shit, man. <laughs> Cool. I was turk. I was a hit with that third grade off, bro. Damn, fuck and what led to you getting expelled? I just ain't do work, cuss the teachers out, yeah. fighting, all type of shit. So yeah, you were just constantly a menace to them. So they're like, nah, this fuck, nigga yeah, they was like, we gotta get you out, nigga. You, it's already statistics in the school. You, just <laughs> you gotta go for real. Now, um, what kind of music did you listen to growing up? For real, I ain't gonna lie to you. I listen to everything. I listen to Soldier Boy a lot, Chris Brown, because I wanted to be dancing, nigga. <laughs> Justin Bieber, all that shit. But uh, Usher, a lot of people, they, they all listen. Now, that surprised me because, I mean, obviously I listen to your music, but when you just say, like, Usher and Chris, I'm like, oh, he's versatile. All right. Chris, uh, who else can I name? Big Pun, Tupac, a lot of, like, a lot of legends. And is that from, like, your parents planted in the home? Hell no, that was just me tapping into the music culture like me because i already find out like yeah i always knew i I was going to do music or something around here so i was just like and um are you an only child no so how many siblings do you have i got five sisters and then i got brothers that's not blood but okay but your sisters are all from like your mom or i got one sister from my mom and five of them from my dad my dad thought. <laughs> ah, damn. Well, my dad got like 15 kids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was busting. real active. Yeah, he busted, busted. And how is your relationship with your family? Cool. It's mutual. We all on the same page. That's the most important part. And are they older than you? or? Yeah, I'm the youngest. Okay, the you're the youngest. Oh, so you're the youngest and your mom's only boy. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like being the youngest and the only boy, you got a, a bit more leeway than your Hell sisters? Yeah. Hell yeah, they be on my sister's ass. I, I get away with a lot of shit, but at the same time, I don't because I'm a boy. So it's like they got more stipulations and shit for me. And when I go outside, they worry more than mm-hmm. they would because it's like, oh. Well, I mean, yeah, you said you've been cutting up for since six years old. <laughs> yeah, so. they know. They know. They know what's up. 
Now, um, obviously, you're still in school. So, are you a fan of it? School. Hell no, I hate school. Listen, I, bro, if I get a deal today or tomorrow, I'm, I'm telling the truth. Everybody, everybody say, you you know, we're going to put you in private school. You're going to work from home school when you get rich. Man, fuck, I'm not. I'm dropping out. That shit over. That shit over. That was, I'm, already, I'm already situated and I ain't about to fumble this bag. So I'm, I'm going to take my chance now. I hate school. I'm saying that's funny because I, I used to my love next it. Question. I used to love it. That's it. Well, what, at what point did you transition to not liking it? Fifth grade, they they expelled me for seventy days on some <laughs> dumb shit, and I got a charge and everything because oh, I was dang. only eleven. Dang, that's crazy. I said, yeah, you've been getting expelled for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> when did they let you back into school? Fuck, I ain't go back to school till like seventh grade. Damn. Yeah. And do you think them expelling you was beneficial? Fuck no, that shit made me hate school even more. That shit made me feel like, why the fuck I need to be there? I got all this time on my hands at home. I could be doing something else. And when you were at home, is was that the time where you were like researching all the old music? And yeah, I used to, I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, when I first caught my charge, it was this <laughs> new Tupac and Biggie documentary that came out. So I was just watching that on Netflix every day. <laughs> every day. And what did you take from that documentary? how fucked up the industry is. In which way? Like all aspects, like how they'll tear you down if you don't give them what they want and hold in the shelf. It was just a lot of things. Now, um, you did just mention it, but I kind of had like a little question that pops in my head because you said if you get signed that uh, you're dropping out of school, but what if they put a clause in your contract that says you have to finish school in order to get your next advance? Damn, that's good. I ain't gonna lie, that's gonna fuck me over. <laughs> nah, if it's for, if it, listen, the money for real, for real, the get rich part, not for the person individually, it's for the people around them. For, for. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why people want to get rich for them. But if it's for, if it's for another advancement to better me and help me, then yeah, I'll no, finish it. But if that shit ain't in there, that shit chalk. <laughs> nah, I definitely, um, Definitely understand that because school, it, it has its ups and downs, and especially going to like Harrisburg School District, it, it's kind of real difficult to just focus on strictly your academics when it's a It's a lot of everything. bullshit going on outside of school that you would rather stick your business in instead of being in school. Mm -hmm. When people in school, they feel like they miss what's on the outside. I think, I feel like that's my biggest problem too. But in those moments where you're in school or you're not in school and you're out, like, you know, just doing whatever. Do you find it valuable or do you be like, bro, I, I should have been in school. Listen, like, I feel like I live two different lives, bro. Like, during the week, I'm just this cool-ass nigga that people know I rap. Them, they don't know how serious this shit is. And then on the weekends, it's like I'm traveling. I'm meeting famous you, people. All type like, of shit. Like, I'm moving around. I'm actually getting to it. But mm -hmm. they don't see it as that. But then as soon as I go back to school, that Monday morning come around, it's like, I'm just got to go back to my regular self. Then, and do you think that's kind of like keeping you humble and keeping you It hungry? keeps me humble a lot. I feel like, for real, for real, like, in 2020, when I first started rapping and stuff, my big brother, Puto, he, uh, he was the reason why I started popping, because he did a feature with me. Like, him, the narrow over there, I used to look up to all of them and shit like that. So it's like, I feel like it's a blessing, for real, for real, to be here now. And when you first started, did you, like... Envision it going this way this quickly? I envisioned it. I be, I think this fast, like, I'd be around a whole bunch of people. I used to be like, I can't wait to be in their position. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's a good experience. No. And I feel like when you get the experience more, you got more stuff to talk about. Facts. When conversations come up and you're around certain people. Facts. Now, um, 
And do you think you surprise people with you being so young, but how you carry yourself that they wouldn't expect you to actually like be a young boy? Yeah, a lot of people be like, oh, I thought you was 18. I'll be dope. It's just, I don't fuck around. My persona is my, is my treasure. And have you always had that kind of personality? Hell or? no. Hell no. I just, I just start getting this type of demeanor for real, for real. When I start getting no more, it's like, oh, now they looking at me. So now I got to carry myself a certain type of way. Now, um, you mentioned that you started in 2020, but. I did. I, that's what I dropped. Like, your start. first songs and stuff. So when was your, like, your first rapper? When did you actually, like, y'all about to start rapping? Like, six, seven years old. Six, seven. Damn, so. You pretty much been who you yeah, are. Really. My whole life. Yeah. It was just bound to happen type shit. And at six or seven, were you like just like just playing around or were you really like saying Hell no, I was really like in my room, come home from school, and go outside, just sit there, write no book, no book, no book. I'll go downstairs, rap it to my uncle. He'd be like, oh, this hard as fuck. Then I like throw a child, put it with a beat and shit like that. Like just little simple stuff like that. So you would say you were naturally talented when it first started. Yeah. And do you like sit down and listen to beats or you kind of just got words in your head that you just try to get on the paper? My, my studio process is probably the craziest process ever. Bro. I just go in there, I'll be like, either the producer play a beat or I'll be like, yo, look up this person type beat. If I hear that beat is, first four go. bars, all right, come on, we in there. And then we just go, we just flow the rest of it out. That's it. Um. <clears throat> when you first started, you said you let you would go downstairs and tell your uncles, but did you tell like anybody else like yo I'm about to start rapping? Yeah. Like, nah, they everybody knew I was gonna be an entertainer because like I said, I always dance. I was always, I was always doing something. So it's like something was down to give. Something. Now I think it's funny because you did mention Chris Brown and Justin Bieber and shit, and it's only funny to me because like. I have a brother and he did the same shit. Like, listen to Justin Bieber and stuff. Bro, that was the shit. I don't care what nobody said. But he's like, also not a nigga that you should just fuck with. Like, I listen to Justin Bieber, but I really will stop the shit out here at the same time. Yeah, stop playing with me. But he the shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I think it's a real nigga when you mention, like, nah, Justin Bieber, that nigga make hits. Like, it make you a real artist when you can actually listen to different genres and not just limit shit. I ain't gonna lie. I listen to everything. If you hard, bro, you hard. I don't care, bro. Even the op shit, I bump this shit. But you know, when you see me, it's, 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 that's your ass. So you so much of a real nigga if the op shit is hard. Bro, I let them know. The ops tell me my shit or I swear to God, bro, it's so many people out here that... But then it's like, yo, bro, you really hard at this rap shit. It's just you like, guys I don't fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't hate, hate on your career. Hey, bro, this shit was even early in my career. They was like, bro, you hard, bro. I, that shit crazy. So um, let's talk about your creative process when it comes to like you going to the studio. Um, like, do you already have songs pre? If you want to know what you want to do, or are you waiting for it? You get there to check the vibe. Some, do you need the gang with you? Like, paint the picture. Oh yeah. So when I'm in the studio, I always meet mommy and Sosa. He always got company. Like, if I don't got a bar and I, he be like, let me hear your last bar. He be like, say this. Like, he like that person that I need in the studio mm-hmm. if I can't say. So he like my my train of thought for real. For real. When I lose it. And then, of course, I need the guys in there. That just give me more comfort. And then, like, we all vibe, and everybody's smoking. I'm in the record, and they fucking with it. So it just made everything come together. And do you write, or are you punching in? I just started writing for real, so I ain't gonna lie to because it's getting more serious. You got going to them shows, do them freestyles, all type of stuff. It's like getting to that serious point. So 
I started writing now, trying to remember stuff, freestyles and stuff like that. Lately, I've been yeah. picking beats, writing to them on YouTube and stuff like that. And that was just started this year. Like everything before that, I just used to freestyle, punch and stuff. And do you find you're making better quality music with writing or? For sure, because you get to think stuff out better. When it's coming off the top of your head, you're just seeing what you think sounds good right then in that moment. When you write it, you got a chance to, nah, let me go over there and change that real quick. Put more, put more of yourself into it. Mm -hmm. more elaborate. Now, how would you define your sound like? Are you drill? Are you? I, I ain't gonna lie. I do everything. Like I, auto tune, melodic, drill, all that. But I'm mainly known for the drill and some melodic. Do you do you feel like fans really know your true potential when it comes to your sound, or you think they're just on that? Oh, cause he dropped that hard drill type shit. Right nah, now? it's like from day one, like. They've been supporting, like, it's like, it keep going up. There's not a time where I fluctuated and dropped. It's just consistency of going up. Mm -hmm. So I know they fucking with me. And every time it's something new, they repost everything. Like, they let me know. Now, would you see yourself doing, like, some love songs? Like, strictly hey, I did a love song with uh, De Niro. I did a love song on my uh, on my tape. Welcome to Take a Town with De Niro. It's called Call the Word. That's some and what was the lady's response to that? I don't know. I seen this one bitch put some in the story. She said that shit hard. I'm like, oh, you want to fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that about other girls? Nah, 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 nah. Don't take me as that type of guy, though. I was just saying, like, say, I get that vibe from certain females. Like, oh, you want to fuck like, me? Like, she, she's saying a certain because she yeah, want to get with you. You want to fuck me? Hey, let's let's take a little detour quick because you brought up the lady. So let's see what kind of ladies man you are. Are you trustworthy? Should we be worried about you in these streets? Like they call me a hoe. Oh, I ain't going, but I'm not a hoe. It's like I tell females what it is. Like if I ain't fucking with a female vibe, if I ain't fucking with a female vibe, I'm let you know I'm cutting you off. That shit did. It's over. And what would a what, what would a female have done to make you just like oh I'm off? Whole shit with her friends, being outside, that's not shit. Stop going outside. Fuck being Like outside. she can't walk to the store? No, none of that. That shit's dead. You can be in the crib. But you'll be on my dick when I'm outside, but when you outside, it's A-OK. Yeah, fuck out of here. That's hilarious. That Have you, uh, like, are you a relationship boy? Have fuck you, no. No. Listen, if you, you gotta make me, you gotta make me really, you gotta really, you gotta really make me like Feel you. Like, y'all gotta have deep conversation with you all the time. Shit. I don't trust these bitches. And that's because you see what type trying to be on with me, be like, you and the bros. Like, oh, she just was in my inbox, bro. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Oh, man. Fuck you. That shit happened a lot. But are you the type of dude to expose a girl, or are you just let her, like, let her rock? Let her rock. Bust up later on. Come up on the way. Um, now, uh, going back into the music. Like you said, you pretty much started taking it serious in 2020. So what led to you deciding, like, all right, now it's time to start dropping? Seeing these niggas drop and get buzz in the city. Sheik Sun, Danero, Turk. And when you first went into the studio, were you like, was your mindset on, like, just coming up with a banger to put out? Or? Uh, my mindset was get rich. That was my mindset. Let me drop this shit. You gonna get paid. Now, um, the first, well, probably your biggest song as of now, right now, is "Party on the Block." 
Yeah. Like, what's the story behind that? Because first off, that was my damn right hand in my tan. That's what I'm like. Now we gangster with it? Okay. Like, I, I fuck with it. Like, what we doing with it? Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I just wanted to do some different shit. I'm like, let me look up some sample shit. So I look it up. She pop up. I'm like, it's party on the block. You better go and grab a Glock. That was like everything that just came to my mind after that. Freestyled that whole song in like five minutes. In five minutes? Nah, I say like 10-15, oh. I'm dragged it, but, but that shit was back, that shit came, came fast as fuck, yeah. And when you when you were in the studio and after you put it down, like, did you know, like, yo, this is about to go? That shit, that's a go. I recorded that song in June, I, I didn't shoot the video until October. But did you put the song out prior to that? And, and the they song went like, up, Daryl was the first, he was like one of the first people that I was looking up to mm-hmm. back then posting, and that shit started going up. All the bitches started commenting, I'm like, mm, <laughs> yeah, I need a lighter. Somebody passed it back. Now, um, the visuals for it, because I, uh, I seen it was out the south and at the start of the video, it was like somebody tell you not to come out the south, so was that in, like, that was intentional while you did that? You're not gonna speak with that. Shh. Now, um, yeah. transitioning yeah. to, uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's funny, but no, uh, transitioning to the actual tape, because you dropped some singles, like, in between time, but then you came out in, um, with Welcome to Second Town in January of 2022. Yeah. So, what has been the response to that project? We just working. It's non-stop. Still in the studio. Got some shit with Lil' Reek coming. Uh, after that, we going big. We going all, all the way. So, um, did, did that tape help, like, because you had a big single, obviously, yeah. but did the tape help solidify, like, okay, yeah, now yeah. he can really come like, with some shit? Yeah, because I had to throw some versatile shit on me. I couldn't just go out with that drill shit. I had to show him that I could still do other shit. And me doing the other shit still went up. Like, everything still matched as if it was drill tape. And so, did you expect it to do hell that? Hell no, I didn't expect that. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? That's how I knew the city was really fucking with me. And I'm like, yeah, it's over. Because, like you said, you didn't, you, you're from the city, but you didn't necessarily start putting out music and stuff. So when you started to get that, like, response from your hometown, like, yo, bro, keep going with that. Like, and you seeing a nigga you looked up to, like, reposting your stuff, like, how did that make you feel? That shit made me feel like I was winning. Like, we on the way. We coming. Did it provide you, like, that extra motivation? Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep pushing. We almost there. Now, also, um... Yeah. Town and it is actually in honor of a fallen friend that you had that you lost to gun violence. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that loss affect you? It didn't affect me because that was like a hood loss. It was a hood loss. It wasn't a person I personally knew, but it was a hood loss. Type shit. So, yeah. so it just, it's more like, just keeping in honor of... Yeah, of keeping in honor. It's like when you see me, you're going to know what I stand for type shit. Like that's what I'm coming behind. Respect and do do you find it difficult to still focus on your career now that especially you're getting attention you're kind of getting that cosign that yo you can push it when you're still literally stuck in the trenches going to school monday through friday like hell yeah that's just annoying as fuck that shit is like oh i want to be in the streets but damn i got a chance to make it out the streets that's the choice do you look at the examples of rappers who've made it died in their city or niggas want to come up and, and use that as like maybe I really should just fall back and, and just yeah, I started this. falling back in separation you know? like right after this I got a video shoot at 3 o'clock we gonna go out there 
you want, if you wanted to get some footage out there, you could, but we might be out there today, you could include that in here type of stuff. No, that'd be dope, definitely. I ain't got nothing else, so. Um, <clears throat> are you considering moving out the city at all? I'm already out the city. I moved out the city already. Oh, okay, all right. It's just everybody know where I'm from. I'm good, right? I'm good in my hood. Uh, as I mentioned before, um, you've been consistently dropping, building up your buzz. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> what I wanted to kind of clarify now is like, what is your management situation looking like? Because in some of the videos, you had the all or nothing chain on, but um, and no, I'm not being funny enough, yeah. but that's not who I had to correspond with in order to get this interview mm -hmm. locked in. Yeah. So I just want to know like. What's really going on with that, and how did that situation come about? Uh, nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's just we thought we had something working, and it wasn't working, so look for better. And when you when you are approached by people telling you like, "Yo, let me manage you," or "I can help you," what are you looking for to lock in with them? If he really believe in me, or if he just doing it for his own satisfaction, I can tell off rep. You can tell when a person believe in you, or they just want to use you. And in these situations, <clears throat> are you like signing contracts or this is just like word? Nah, this time? is my first with top tier management. This is my first contract I ever signed, but all enough not yet signed a contract. Okay, and since you signed it, have you actually been like receiving benefits, like actually being managed? You receiving like extra, like you said, you've been moving and traveling, mm -hmm. but is it really like it's actually benefiting my career? Yeah. And would you have seen yourself signing with a manager so soon? Hell no. <laughs> I was going, I'm going to thug this shit out by myself. But it didn't go that way. And are you happy that you linked up with a manager? Mm -hmm. Because, like like I said, when I first went, I thought it was funny because I first went to your inbox to uh, DM you, but it was like, you can't inbox this person if you don't follow them. I was like, oh, smart. Now I got to go talk to your manager. Yeah. So it kind of like worked out like that. Um, now, uh, <clears throat> where I was going with it now, because what I'm interested in knowing, now that you have official management, you have the budge that you showed you can pretty much do on your own, are the labels coming? Yeah, it, be, it was a couple petty offers that nobody will need them. What do you consider ones. a petty offer? Like, not even money-wise, but like... Just they're trying to take all your masters. Percentages, masters, they want so money, all that. Like that stuff you supposed to keep. That's what you mm. going out to do yourself. But like when they want that, that's that's not cool. And, and like, say for let's think if you didn't have your managers when these labels approached you, would you have known that type of stuff to not like you shouldn't be getting that money from Yeah, it? yeah, but in a sense no, I didn't know how deep it would go. I just only knew I should have a higher percentage on my master's. I didn't know everything else I should have over them too. And they kind of taught me. So definitely, like, would you, would you encourage other artists to look for management or like? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, but don't go out looking for management if you only got like five hundred followers. That shit do not work. <laughs> don't do that shit. That shit is ass past gas, Don't do that shit. <laughs> so um. When you when you are talking to these labels and you're you know going back and forth to these meetings, what are you looking for for them to offer you in order for you to even consider something? For real, for real, for them to just better me as an artist, not to just make money off of me, to actually help me. 
in, in which ways would be considered helping you, like lining you up with major producers? Major or? producers, uh, just running ads on my stuff, getting me my own type of fan base instead of just not y'all putting y'all machine behind me. I just want that realistic. Like for some people, some people don't have a motivation from where they're from to keep pushing forward. So a lot of people just stop. Mm -hmm. When you got that motivation from where you're from, that it gives you a a way better, how can I see this? It just gives you a different type of energy. It gives you a better energy to move forward. Like, damn, they rooting for me. I might as well go. Now, um, quick side note, because Harrisburg hasn't always been supportive of their people. So yeah. do you think it's your generation, honestly, who's pushed the change? Like, I kind of, I, I say I, not your generation, but from like 25 and down, who's yeah. like, now nah, we repping with our city and we rocking with that shit. Yeah, they, it's a lot of people like me. She be pushing for the city too. He, he's one of them people that try to bring the city together and stuff like that. A lot of people don't appreciate it though, but we work in Nah, cause I, I mean, I'm from Harrisburg and I know like sometimes these artists be like, nah, that was hit or miss. But when I started doing research on different artists to like, uh, do interviews and stuff on. I had to make a set like, yo, we can't call the music trash no more because right. this shit literally is the stuff we hear on radios. I'll go right. and download. I got now. I got man Harrisburg. But because artists. it's coming from your city, you don't you, want to support it. Yeah, that's it. the bullshit. Part. Yeah. How we how y'all want to be put on, but y'all don't want to help put the person on. That's almost there. Everybody selfish. Everybody want that spot for themselves. And if you when when you get signed, because we just gonna speak that into existence. Mm -hmm. What do you plan on doing for the city? Like not even saying you got it, I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna put the cities so much on the map to the point where even people that's not even from my side of town gonna have a way to get some money or some recognition at some type of way. Pretty much keep, known. keep the city. Like, yeah, like when you keep, know. keep blue, a whole bunch of Chicago niggas came after it. Right, like. A lot of people, Babyface Ray and all them, they brought Detroit up, Facts. just like that. Put the city on that. Everybody from any side gonna have a way to get on. Okay, so do you feel you need a major to uh to blow? You said, do I need a major to blow? Yeah, do you I feel like if you got the right people behind you and a big enough bag to push, you can do it independently. But if you don't got that, sign. But don't just sign for anything. Sign for something you know that's going to benefit you farther down the line. Makes sense. Now, um, moving forward to your current single that you just released, 1-800-Towners. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, what was the uh, response to that when you dropped? Like, I see you was promoting it for a minute, so it was like they really on your head to like, yeah. put that out. Uh, that came through. I didn't expect it to go up, but everybody's in my bro, you got to drop this. But I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be on a drill type timing no more. I'm trying to transition into that industry type of flow mm -hmm. right now. So that was probably one of my last drill songs for the city. I might drop some little industry type style drill stuff, but by that, as far as that, that's over. But do you feel like, do you feel like those singles also help? Just keep the people in, in tune while you are, uh, like, yeah. getting everything that right get, on I keep them in end. tune. Like, I'm working behind the scenes. Y'all know it, but this body builds y'all up. So when I do drop, that shit is going to go up no matter what because y'all already tuned in. Mm -hmm. 
Y'all just want to fuck with me so much. Like, you, yeah. you know, I feel like sometimes when I, we got our favorite artists and they might drop some new shit that we ain't really know or like, yeah, but we yeah. gonna keep listening. A young boy just dropped some weird shit called Wop Wop Remix. What? I said, what the fuck? And then just said, Wop Wop Wop. I said, what the fuck? It's shit weird as fuck. But what I'm gonna listen fuck, to it. Let me see if I like yeah, it. Yeah, like, but I still listen to it. Right, it's still so. counted as a view. He still got his paper off of it. So it's yeah, like, fuck it. Um, is that going to be off an upcoming project, or like you said, that's just going to be just that? It's, just, uh, yeah, I'm working on the project right now. I don't really got a name for it now, but just know we're working behind the scenes. Everything. It's a good shit about the company. I got a next, matter of fact, my next single called Lifestyle. That's on. Yeah, I'm about to do crazy. And um, do you do, like, is that going to have a feature on it, or how are you coming? That's just straight to Straight, man. I got some shit with some features on it, though, that the city going to respect, so. Uh, when it comes to your music videos, do you input on the concept or are you, I see you locked in? Uh, yeah, uh, at first, when I first started, I really didn't put thought into my music videos. My music videos were straight on some trap shit. Now I'm trying to really push it but into play with them with my music videos so I don't just look all over the place type stuff. So now, yeah. And is the work that you're doing now, like you're putting it all in the tuck so that way you go on a massive run or? Mm -hmm. We going what? We going, it's going to be, it's going to be a month where I'm just on your ass and y'all going like, what the fuck, sell to loud? Watch, it's coming. The end of summer on the way, I got a single called Cha Cha too. The bitches about to love this shit. Oh, they about to be throwing ass. Ocean City, <laughs> senior week on the way. Oh my God. Let's go one of them. Oh my God, that shit. Now, um, like you said, you, I feel like you said now you're pretty much more in the industry type tip. So, in your videos, are you going to be like more like cautious of like what, what you're, yeah, what yeah. you're portraying in there? Yeah, for sure. That's a, that plays a big part in it too. Because uh, you. They don't. They don't want that. They don't want that image yeah. in the industry. They want you to be on some soft shit so they can promote you and put you up there with the big people. Because if you think about it, like. Dirk, all them niggas. Yeah, like them, they, them niggas fell off. Bro, Dirk did not sound like that until that label got on his ass. Like, nah, you got it. Yeah. And you got to change that shit up. Because he's been rapping for like 10 years for real. Oh, for. Yeah. I, I've been listening to Dirk since he dropped that. This ain't what you want. Whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> that shit was like 2014. Or 2010, I think. What? Yeah, like that joint was zeal. He old as shit, too. He might be 30. You yeah. need to stop that shit, Dirk. He said, get out the streets, bitch. You touching 30. Frank, <laughs> he did say that. Oh, shit. But no, um, I pretty much uh, want to wrap it up from here because I think you painted a pretty good picture of yourself and gave a lot of uh, insight onto the, the artist side of you. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's really surprising for you to be the age that you are and how mm -hmm. you carry yourself and the vision that you have for yourself and the push that you put behind it. And I think that's a good example for other kids to see who might be in your position where it's like, I could be putting myself in this mm -hmm. position that's going to trick me out of, you know, millions of dollars that could be around right. the corner. So you straightening up, you're putting yourself, at, you're holding yourself accountable. So that's always great. Um, and something that you should be proud of. Now, pretty much to wrap it up, um, what is your plans for your career? Like, I know you said you're talking to people, but like, once all that shit comes to fruition, where do you find yourself at? Out the fucking city in Calabasas, California. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Calabasas, California, you know? We're gonna be in the hills, by then we're gonna be situated. It's a little And the city gonna have a way to eat for sure, too. And, just cause another quick question popped up. 
how do you plan on surviving and making the money but also feeling like you were obligated to bring people along? Because most rappers always say like the money is coming in but yeah. we spending it on you and fifteen uh, dudes people, like it's like I'm not in, I'm not here to put money in your pocket when you want it. I'm here to provide you a way to get, get your own money. money. Yeah. So like yeah, I'll give you like forty bands. And, and if they fumble that, come nah, back Nah, I give you 40 bands, put it in a bank account. When you around me, I take care of everything. That 40 bands for you to touch whenever, you know, we not around and you really need it. Then run, try to do something with that 40 in the meantime. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm still making money for the team. So, so um, pretty much in closing, what would you something that you want the fans to remember, like, uh, when they, cause this probably like, you can start now to get into a lot of interviews, so when they looking at this now, and then five years from now, when you blowed up, like you said you would, what do you want them to remember about you? I never changed, stayed the same, I just elevated. Well, again, um, I thank you for sitting down talking with us, I enjoyed this conversation, um, it's been a pleasure, it's out of conversations. Out of conversations. Yeah.